everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, a media company comprised of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful divorce professionals. So I hear from divorced women and women going through a divorce, actually not just women, everyone, men and women, They say things like, I really wish I had this. I really want this. I really want to do this. I just don't know how. I don't really know what I want, but I know that I want this. I want to be married again. I want to live in a house and all these things. And what I want to talk about today with my guest is that you have so much more control over getting those things than you think. So the title of this podcast is Tips to Manifesting What You Want in Life and Love. I have the best guest for this, a really good friend of mine. Her name is Sherry Stefanelli. Hi, Sherry. Hi. I'm so glad we're doing this. So I have to tell my listeners the story Sherry and I are very good friends. We met at my local gym. Sherry was working there at the time. You still work there. Well, she does many, many things that I'm going to talk about. But we became friends. And then for some reason, like I'm sure people can relate, we kind of lost touch over COVID. And we ran into each other last week. And Sherry, it was just so delightful seeing you because Sherry has this positive energy emitting from her body it's you have like a light and you're just calm and even that day I saw you I was having anxiety about some issue and you just calmed me down and you're very matter of fact you're just a lovely person and I'm so excited to talk about this with you thank you let me give Sherry's bio before we get into it so Sherry is a holistic wellness and health IPEC life coach and consultant She's a fitness professional. She's a community health educator. She's an intuitive meditation and Reiki practitioner, a healthy aging specialist, and an energy leadership index master practitioner. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) So she's got the credentials to talk about this. Now, Sherry... I just said to my listeners that they have a lot more control over getting what they want than they think. Do you agree with that and explain more of that? I absolutely believe each one of us has the ability to manifest that which we desire in our life. Where we get caught up is when we put too many parameters around it. I want it to look exactly like this. I want it to be with this person. I want them to change so that this works in this way. We get over-focused on the outside and less focused within, and we lose track of what we want. We have expectations, they lead to disappointment, and then we feel like we have failed or it just never works out for us. What are the kinds of things you hear divorced women and men say? What kind of things are we talking about manifesting here? Love, money, material things, money, what else? So abundance, whether it be a big house, um, 
I want my family again. I want to be married. I want to be in a love relationship, but a healthy one, not like the one that I just left. Um, I want to make more money. I want to feel financially secure and more. Uh, it The list goes on. It's a very human way to think. It's a very human need. It's very brain-based, and therefore, I think every single one of us, man and woman, can relate. And do people also say things like, I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to date these awful guys that I usually pick. So it can also work the other way. I don't want this. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be single. Can you manifest that too, or do you have to change it over to what you want? The more positive that your mindset is and envisioning what it is that you want in action, in real time action, is what helps draw that towards you and you towards it at an energetic level. We can't manifest from a broken, a closed, an angry, a disappointed, a negative mindset. We will manifest something but it won't be what we're looking for. It might be what we're not looking for. Tell us your story. I was married for 23 years. I got married very young and had two children. I had, from what the outside appeared to be, a beautiful life. I had a beautiful home in a beautiful community. My kids went to good schools. I had a great job. I was connected to many people through my career and many friends always going out and doing things. But internally, I was very much so struggling with the same pain that I had as a, in my childhood, that which developed in my childhood. And I began reading everything that I could about how to grow, how to change, how to change your mindset from believing I can't have this to I can have this. My ex-husband was also unhappy and both of us in our own way were trying to control the relationship from within in different ways. His version of control was different than mine but all of it was manifesting in massive negativity because we were both focused on changing the other, on controlling what's happening outwards around us instead of taking a look within. And once I started diving inward, I became what's called a seeker. I could not stop. I'm still working on myself today and I will never be done as long as I am living this lifetime. I love hearing that. I think that's amazing. We can all keep improving Mm -hmm. our whole lives. All right, so then you got divorced, and then you were in another relationship for Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. I was, and at the time that that relationship began, I was in a really positive place. I knew what I wanted. I had a picture in my mind of what this relationship was going to be like, and that's what it was like. And about three years into the relationship, a lot of things started happening on the outsides of both of our worlds. And then internally, the relationship suffered and ultimately it ended. And again, I found myself in a position of looking around me saying, what happened here? What did I miss? What's the lesson? And how do I grow from this? 
And I was also very frustrated because I thought that I had grown enough that I would not end up in another relationship. I, I don't even want to compare the two relationships because all humans are very different. But I was pretty sure that I was healthy enough that I would have this healthy relationship that would last forever. And one of the biggest takeaways is relationships, they aren't necessarily all meant to last forever. They're meant to teach us something. And when we've learned what it is that we needed to learn in that union, in that relationship, whether that be with a friend, a family member, a lover, once we've learned the lesson, the energy to hold the two together is no longer there. And it's going to fall apart in many different ways, unless you are mindfully working on yourself and staying very present in the moment in this relationship and understanding you cannot control what the other is doing. If they are falling apart or you feel that they're pulling the relationship apart, you can't do anything to make them bring it back into the way that it was what you need to do is be able, well, I don't like to use the word need, so can we scratch that? I would rather use um, one thing that you can possibly consider instead is what is going on with me? How do I feel about what's going on around me? And what can I do to make this better? And will it come to the point where I say, I can't make this better and I'm not happy here. Or I don't want to make this better. Or I better. don't want to make it better. Mm -hmm. And then we have to make the choice about what we're going to do, how we're going to leave. Now, people who don't like to take ownership yet for where they end up in relationships and, and in life might look to blame the other person. It can be really easy to do when your feelings are hurt, but the best thing to do is to keep your eye on yourself, on your personal growth, and just admit this is no longer a place that fits or works for me. Because the more grounded that you can be in what you want and where the direction that you want to go as you are um, disengaging from any relationship, the more peaceful that disengagement is going to be. And that is going to bring more good energy. Because once we're angry and we're blaming, that whole show starts. It becomes the circus. You know, it's, it's not just their circus. It becomes our circus, too. And now we are manifesting catabolic energy. So the difference between positive and negative energy, negative not being bad, but being the kind of energy that tears things down is catabolic. We can tear a relationship down or with an anabolic mindset of, I want to work together, I want to create something, and, and I'm looking to go in this direction, that's anabolic energy that builds things up. We can leave a relationship without completely tearing down the fabric of everything that we have worked on within ourselves and walk away. We're going to feel it. We're going to feel pain. We're going to have to work through that. That might take months, weeks, years, it's going to take how long it's going to take. And as long as we are honoring ourselves in that process, we're still headed in the right direction. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, 
holistic wellness and health IPEC life coach, Sherry Stefanelli. We're talking about manifesting what you want in life and love. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Sherry, I want to tell my listeners a story about us. And then we're going to get to the tips on manifesting. Fabulous. We'll be right back. If you are going through a divorce or you are already divorced, how about this? How about healing your heart in Belize? So Paulette Rigo is a divorce mediator and a divorce coach, among other things, and she's the founder of Better Divorce Academy. And she is hosting a wellness retreat in Belize. Oh, this sounds like it's gonna be amazing. Workshops, beautiful landscaping, yoga, all these amazing things to help heal your heart. So if you wanna learn more about that, you can visit afterthenarcissist.com and you can also visit Paulette and learn more about her at betterdivorceacademy.com. The other person I want to mention is mortgage loan consultant Andrea Ransom. So Andrea has been in the mortgage business since 1998 and she is just wonderful. If you need to refinance your house because you're staying in it or you need to get financing for a new home, Andrea's wonderful. She does loans in several states. She's extremely experienced, really smart, great personality, wonderful to work with. And you can find Andrea in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girl Smiling. You can also find her at her company website, which is Aslin Home Lending Corporation. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm sitting here with Sherry Stefanelli, holistic wellness and health IPEC life coach and consultant. And Sherry, here's the story I wanted to tell my listeners. Several years ago, you and I were, we were at a restaurant and you said something to me that I often bring up to people all the time because it was so smart. We were talking about a relationship. I can't remember who. It was somebody we knew that broke up or something like that. And you said to me, well, he didn't do the work. And I go, what does that mean? And you go, he didn't do the work. You either do the work on yourself or you don't. And after you get divorced, it's important to do the work on yourself. And then the people who do the work on themselves, you can really tell the difference. Right. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It's funny that I actually remember what I was wearing because when I go back and remember <laughs> events, I can remember more of them and they unfold in my psyche by remembering what I was wearing. It's the strangest <laughs> thing. So yeah, exactly. That message still holds true. And the point of it was if we are focused on ourselves, we can see what we brought to a relationship that tore it down. We can also see how, if we really look, how we had that behavior in past relationships that maybe we can even go back in our mind to where we picked up that behavior. And then we can systematically heal from it by doing all kinds of personal work on ourselves. 
And when we come to a point where a significant relationship is ending, it's really important that we can look at ourselves, focus on ourselves, and heal so that when we move forward, we can manifest the relationships that we want as more healthy the way that we move forward. Now, when you say do the work, what are you talking about specifically? So I'm referring to introspection, going within, taking a really good look at self, seeing where our own pitfalls are, the things that keep us down, the things that make us controlling. And there's all different kinds of ways to be controlling. It's easy to see issues in other people. It's not so easy to see them within ourselves. And then to go and find the education, the information, the knowledge, and the lessons to help us grow. And we can do that by reading. It's a a great place to start is Google. And when we're reading and we feel like we are stuck, we're hitting a wall, I'm reading it, but it's not sinking in. That's when we go for maybe a life coach or a licensed clinical social worker or a psychologist. That's when we go for professional help. And everybody at different times in their lives can use a good teacher who already can see and understands how to heal the things that we're trying to heal. There shouldn't be a stigma in going and looking to a professional to help teach you what you haven't learned. If you were in school and you didn't understand a topic, you would think nothing of going to a tutor. But when we're adults, we feel like we're supposed to know everything and understand everything. And a lot of people are hung up on going to get a little help every now and then. And it's the best thing that we can do. Well, they think that they're weak. And in reality, you're stronger for realizing that you need the help and having the courage to go out and get it. Beautiful word. Courage. So let's get into the tips. Tell my listeners, how do you manifest what you want in love and life? How do you get it? So once you understand that there's something that you need to work on and you understand what that is, that is when your journey begins towards manifesting what you want because you have things to clear within yourself. It might involve forgiveness work. It might involve just getting to know and understand things in a different light. It's kind. Sometimes it can actually be like flipping on a light switch. Sometimes it takes practice, but that's the journey and everybody's on their journey. And so once we've gotten to the point in the journey when we see, we understand, we're learning and growing, we need to make sure we have strong boundaries because our boundaries are what are going to protect us from actually entering into relationships that aren't what we want. Our thoughts matter. We need to start listening to our thoughts. We can't manifest from a negative mind space. What we're eating, how we're exercising, that matters. Vision We need to be able to envision ourselves in the place that we are trying to manifest. This is extremely powerful. Tell me the difference between mindfulness and meditation. Let's start there. That's a great place to start. Mindfulness is the ability to stop and get introspective and listen to where we are at. Feel our feelings. Is my heart pounding really quickly right now? Is my mouth dry? Am I nervous? Am I angry? Am I ruminating? What am I thinking about over and over and over again? I am not happy right now. 
and I'm, my stomach hurts. This is what it is to be mindful. It's to take a moment, go with it in the moment, and listen to what's going on. It is not to quiet the mind. I'm telling it like it really is. I'm being honest with myself. And if I want to then move into being um, present in a moment and changing my mindset, I can um, start to try to manifest positive thinking. Mindfulness is being real with where I am in the moment. And what's the benefit of that? It's a real snapshot of where you really are as opposed to steamrolling over your actual feelings and going towards that positive mindset. It can't always be bright and sunny. It, it's not always easy. We tell ourselves things to um, push us in that positive direction, but it's also important for us to understand where we are at in a moment. I'm flustered, I rushed to get here, and then the person I was coming to see was late, and I have all of this information in my head, and I am now worried that I'm gonna forget some of the things that I want to talk about in this presentation. I just need to sit down, and I need to feel where I'm at. My heart is racing, my feet are on the floor, the sun is shining. I can hear birds singing. My heart rate is starting to lower a little bit. I'm taking a deep breath. I'm less frustrated. And I am soothing my central nervous system and kind of starting to slow things down. So if you're willing to be real and do this and express all these feelings and feel them, you're saying it's just healthier because then they're leaving your body. Exactly. You're getting, you're releasing it. And that allows for grounding. That allows you to bring it back down. How many times have you been in a situation where there's stress, like maybe in an argument with an ex or, you know, somebody and um, you walk out of there and you have to go to work or you have to go pick up your kids and you just stuff it. You stuff the whole thing down internally then you're busy, things go on and on. Then a week later, somebody says something, it triggers a memory from that argument that you were having, and it's like you just left that argument and you're all flared up again. Wow. It's not discharged. Mm -hmm. All right, so what's, what's meditation? How does that differ from meditation? Meditation is about sitting in the now, and quieting the mind isn't really something that we can actually do because the brain's job is to think just like the heart's job is to beat so when we sit down to meditate we're saying I know my brain is thinking and I know that if I'm in fight-or-flight mode or um, you know flop mode um, that's where I am but I can try to just quiet all of that thought and just sit in this moment right now, right here. Not trying to make anything happen, but also not trying to stick with the line of thinking that I was in just being present. And then we can add intention to our practice. It's one thing to meditate just to quiet down, but adding intention to our meditation is actually what makes it very powerful. We start to grow and we start to manifest in the direction that we want to. Getting back to the tips for manifesting what you want. You mentioned visioning and then we'll get to journaling. Mm -hmm. So visioning yourself in this space that you want to be in, envisioning yourself 
with the company, with the income, envisioning yourself in the healthy relationship, envisioning yourself in that home that you want. This is very important in terms of manifesting, and we need to do this often because it helps keep us moving in the direction towards that manifestation. It's one thing to ask the universe for it. It's another thing to also do your own work to help walk you towards it. We need to do both. Tell me, though, if I was sitting here listening, I'd go, that. how does picturing it in my mind make it happen? Because it changes your energy. You go from wanting something or being frustrated because you don't have it or thinking nothing ever works out for me, I really want that but I can't have it, to feeling yourself actually in that moment. And it's very, very powerful in terms of keeping you on the track of moving in the direction of that manifestation. So we want to literally feel ourselves act as if, and I'm not saying go out shopping and spend all of your money, especially if money is tight, but what would it feel like if you had all of the money that you wanted? What would it feel like if you were in that home, living your life in that home right now, or in that relationship the way that you want it right now? What would that feel like? It wouldn't feel heavy. You wouldn't be sitting in it going, I don't have this and I don't have that. You would be elevated. You would be excited. You would be happy. You would be um, making connections. Your energy would be anabolic, not catabolic. So envisioning ourselves there, feeling ourselves there where we want to be helps elevate our energy and we need to elevate our energy so that we match that environment so that we can manifest it. Wow. You know, they say a lot of people who are successful in business, they were acting like they were already successful. They were kind of living their life and just assuming that it was going to happen and keep working towards it like it already has happened. And then it just catches up with the real thing, catches up with what's in your mind. Exactly. And so if you're in a place of negativity and you're down and you're feeling like nothing ever works out for me, you know, lots of us get there. So one day at a time, you're practicing mindfulness to recognize where you're at. Okay, I am like down in the dumps. This is where I am right now. That's real. That's mindfulness. And then to start manifesting what we want, we're learning, we're growing, we're connecting with other people that can help us grow if the books aren't getting us there. We are journaling how we feel about where we are and what we want. What is the benefit of journaling? Journaling helps release or discharge stored energy. It also helps us keep our mind on where we want to go. It can help us to release a story. So something that I experience over and over again with my clients that feel that they can't get where they want to go is that they're retelling and retelling and retelling the story from where they come from. They're not changing the energy within the story that they are telling. So it pulls them back into that energy as if they were in those arguments or going through that divorce or losing that house or losing that job in every moment when they retell the story. So how can you shift the energy of the story by not getting into the nitty gritty details. The truth is both of us had issues that we didn't know how to deal with and we were both looking at the other thinking that the other should do something so that we could get to a better place instead of looking within. So I've just talked about 
something that was very difficult for me to go through. And it, it was a catalyst to bring me to where I am today, along with a lot of other really incredible people who helped me on my journey. I did not do this alone. And it takes me out of the details and the nitty gritty of the story and negative feelings to a more positive outlook looking forward to changing and to growing. We're running out of time, but I don't want to leave this part out. Is it possible to manifest negative energy, which obviously no one wants to do? How do you prevent doing that? We do that by focusing on mindfulness. Where am I right now? My energy is low. How do I elevate my energy right now? Working with a life coach can help you do that. Working with a social worker or a therapist can help you understand and learn how to elevate your own energy to get out of a victim mentality and up maybe into a, okay, this is where we're at. It is what it is. Let's move forward from here. Then maybe up into, you know, I'm feeling really positive about this. I want this. I want that. Let's work together. And then maybe to... um this is really happening and I'm in charge of my own life. And then maybe up into, you know, there really isn't anything negative that can possibly happen here because I learn from every experience that I have and every interaction I have is a lesson and everything is win-win. I want to leave my listeners with a tip of what Sherry's talking about. This is what I do personally and it so works. If you're having one of those days or weeks and you feel like things aren't really going well and all this crap's happening and everything, if you want to turn it around, it's almost guaranteed to work. Just start doing really good, thoughtful things that you have no benefit from. Like call someone who's elderly or make a donation, a $20 donation somewhere. I swear this works. Anything that you're giving back to the world, that you're putting out some good vibes, and your day will completely change. Would you agree with that? Because your mindset changes. Mm -hmm. Hold the door open. Say something nice to a stranger. I really love your shoes. Anything right. that will make somebody else, that will improve somebody else's life, and it will come back to you. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel so good about yourself that you won't even notice even if it doesn't come back to you right away. It's a great point, Jackie, because energy is reciprocal. And the energy that we are putting out, even if I have a smile on my face, if how I'm feeling internally is negative, the negativity is what's going to come back to me. Even if I said something with a smile on my face, but internally I'm thinking negative thoughts. The more I do for other people, the more giving that I am, the more it elevates my energy. It lightens my load. It lightens my mood. It lifts my energy. And then I'm going to be receiving reciprocal energy at that level. Sherry, this (laughs) has been awesome. It's so inspiring and it makes people who are going through a bad time in their life, like going through a divorce, feel like there's hope and that there's stuff that they can be doing. There's real work and things that you can be doing. And Sherry and I are both not going to tell you guys that it's easy to go through a divorce. But if you practice mindfulness 
and meditation and do the work, it will make the experience so much easier and set you up for such a better life after. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It all lifts you up. Thank you so much for being here and spending the time, Sherry. This has been great. Tell my listeners how they can reach you. You can go to my website, bewell-cc.com. You can email me at bewellwithsherry at gmail.com. Which is C-H-E-R-I. Correct. All one word, all lowercase. Um, And I would love to work with you in one of the many modalities where I help people elevate their energy and start walking towards whatever goals it is they want. We find the barriers and figure out how to overcome them. How do you work with people specifically, Sherry? One-on-one. One-on-one life coaching, partner life coaching, even small group. I'm an educator. I teach meditation. I teach mindfulness, both in professional settings, in schools, and then also personally as well. And then you're also a personal trainer fit for physical. And actually, I have to tell my listeners a little secret. If you want, like, everything... Do the personal training because then you'll sit and talk while you're doing the personal training. You'll be getting a physical workout and you'll be getting this mindfulness and meditation information. Yes. Yes. I'm also Reiki attuned. So I do Reiki for clients that need them. I'm extremely intuitive and what is needed for the client will show itself and I give you all of the details and you decide how it is you want to move forward. So I think the bottom line is get in touch with her and she'll have a consult with you and figure out what the best thing to work on is. Exactly. If you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, or find great divorce professionals, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon.